Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free, we're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Make up America, but it's amazing America. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the United States Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States project. My name is Paul Hodson. I am the co-director here in the great state of Texas. Each week we meet to educate ourselves on Article 5 to promote the Convention of States project and its use of Article 5 to reign in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, I invite you to visit www.conventionofstates.com. Later in the show, if opportunity allows, our call-in number is 914-205-5632. Further contact information is available at blogtalkradio.com for that Provident article. We want to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of State project, for the use of all the music here on our episodes of That Provident Article. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. And a quick review as we begin our show, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution is available there in full on blogtalkradio.com on our site. We particularly look at that phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, as initiated by the applications of two-thirds of the state's legislatures. And we want to point out the subject matter of our application at the Convention of States. Three points. Impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And good morning. Welcome to Brunch with the Convention of States. This is our podcast I am Paul Hodson, the Convention of States co-director here in Texas, and I see we already have somebody on the line, and I'm going to open up for phone calls instantly. Let's see if this happens. Good morning. Who is on the line with us? Good morning. This is Joanne Martino in Tampa. Hi, Joanne. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. How can we help you? What can we Discuss questions. What's going on? Well, uh, oh, I know a question. Um, uh, Article 14, uh, also known as the Dred Scott Amendment. Am I using the right article of the uh, Constitution, the one that's using for anchor babies, birthright citizenship? Is that the the 14th Amendment? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I was in a presentation with Michael Marco at District 63 in Florida, I think two nights ago, and he mentioned that that article has been used for other things besides um, anchor babies. been a member of NumbersUSA.com for several years. It's a immigration 
attack. Uh, I won't say anti-immigration. It just it's it's watching immigration, and we write letters whenever something terrible is about to pass. That just did. Um, well, I guess it's going to the Supreme Court. Uh, but let me just stick to the Article 14. Um, Michael said that it has been used for other things besides um, anchor babies. Are you familiar with yes. that? Thank you. Yes, it's actually, yes, it's, um, and I'm not an expert on this, but That's it okay. has been abused. <laughs> it's been abused quite a bit. That is, of course, one of the slate of of three amendments that are called the the Civil War amendments, the, uh, right, the slavery amendments, right, uh huh, and fifteenth. So those were really specifically written to ensure the uh, citizenship of the of the freed slaves and to make sure that right. that was enshrined in, in the Constitution and also. Um, it does deal with citizenship, the the of uh, really the naturalized citizens. The the man who actually wrote that amendment went on record saying that this really does speak to someone, even if they're born outside of the nation. If their parents or a parent is is a U.S. citizen, they they still retain the rights of U.S. citizenship because that just makes sense. And it's it's an argument even when people who are it's an argument for people who come here uh, and from another nation. When they're born here, they retain their citizenship in their nation, and it it holds true for the people who are who are citizens here, happen to be in another nation when they have their children, and yet that that child is still a citizen of the U.S. So that's one piece of it. But this has been used. It was even used last year in the Obergefell. Um, Hodges decision, the same-sex marriage decision. The the section which ends up getting cited over and over in, in section one of that amendment is, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. And it's that equal protection clause which ends up getting used on just about anything now for for uh, the government basically saying you now have rights because of this equal protection clause in the 14th uh, Amendment, and that that's not what it was intended to be used for. Um, so it, so it maybe ends up that's the, the, the reason that they they've been dragging their feet on uh, stopping the anchor citizenship because they're uh, you know abusing it for other things so they're over well this is this is one of those things that is you can you can uh you can pursue uh legislation but if the supreme court has a ruling that's that's why the convention of states is around the supreme court is now uh the law of the land in that respect that's one of the big arguments we have there's really two constitutions the one that's written and people who understand what it was written and what it meant when it was written, and the one in which the, the uh, Supreme Court has now made uh, ruling after ruling, precedent after precedent, and that's you know five unelected judges now have the authority basically to uh, state whatever is actually law now in this nation, and that right. is really the that's the laser beam focus of the Convention of States project is we want to return the authority of the decision making. 
back to the states where the authority actually resides. Right, right. Um, I do so, Joanne, let me ask that. you: are, are you involved? Are you involved at all with the Convention of States project? Yes, I've been a, a volunteer for, I guess, a couple of months, and I'm in District 63 of Florida, like I said. And we have meetings once a month, and I do dial into the Tuesday evening meetings that are at ten o'clock, right. nine yep. ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And um, I got a great overview of the Constitution um, from Chris Ann Hall. She's a, right. you know her, okay. Um, the, and it was on one radio talk show where she was, uh, you know, just allowed to give a good overview of the Constitution. And her talk just came right around full circle to um, the overreach of the federal government and Article 5. So, uh, you know, she was my hero at that point. Uh, later on, I started hearing some things that, uh, that uh, maybe upset me a little bit, um, uh, but I did get a, a really good good lesson on the Constitution, good review on it. Um, the other night uh, when we were at a, a Republican club meeting for the city of Temple Terrace, which is actually right in Tampa, but at some point they designated it its own city. And uh, the gentleman who uh, holds those meetings, Eddie, uh, I don't have his last name, is actually running for Congress um, against Kathy Castor. And we were just all patting him on the back because Kathy Castor is a really liberal um, Congress uh, representative. And um, he told us that uh, because Michael pulled out his copy of the Constitution, which was a nice small little book, and to read Article 5 to the people in the room. And Eddie uh, offered that the Constitution that our lawmakers run around with is a big three-ring binder with all of the uh, judgments and interpretations that the, that the Supreme Court has made and um, it is somehow, and I guess because they're calling it precedent, then they can call it in in court to drive the judge's decision based on that precedent. And so they're making laws. And the Supreme Court is not supposed to make laws as far as I remember. Now it's been a long time since I was in high school and I studied business in college and I didn't take any political courses, although now I think I might like to 
take some. They said there were a couple of city council seats open, but I guess that's just for the city of Temple Terrace, and I don't actually live it, live there. Um, it's five or ten miles from my house. But um, so they carry, they're carrying around this big uh, book with all of these, um, and I'm so afraid of what's going to happen um, with these eight people that are in there. Uh, the death of Justice Scalia was very improperly handled. I don't know if you saw that or not, but he was out on vacation. He was in a, he was at a resort, yes, and he, he died in, in the middle of the. I'm sorry. He was out here in Texas on on his on a hunting vacation. Oh, okay. Um, because somebody tried to tell me, well, he was a diabetic and overweight. Um, but the story that I read was that uh, the hotel managers came in, or maybe some Secret Service, but no real doctor pronounced him dead. And they took him right over to the funeral home and uh, either embalmed him or, yeah, they embalmed him right away. So it prevented a an autopsy. Well, what, what we focus on uh, with the Convention of States is whether or not there was something going on with that that – the fact of the matter is that the death of Justice Scalia uh, opened a lot of people's eyes again, but we shouldn't be in a situation in our nation where we are uh, dependent on one person, be it a Supreme Court justice, be it a president. Uh, we shouldn't be dependent on that for our liberty. Our, our liberty is in the Constitution, and we're at the right. point now I was, I was actually having a conversation when when Justice Scalia's death was announced over the radio, I was, I was having a discussion with uh, a, a candidate here who's running, and he's actually still running in a runoff, uh, running mm-hmm. for state representative. Of course, we convention of states, we focus on state representatives, state senators. Uh, you may have um, – they may be called delegates in, in other states, you know, the, the state legislators basically. And it, right. this was a, 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 so this is a person who's uh, – Concerned about a, an Article 5 convention, uh, had some mm-hmm. concerns. When he heard that news and he was in the car and he had a driver with him, his driver said, I may have to get involved with the Convention of States now. Just based on the knowledge that now we've lost a Supreme Court justice, and that really points out, you know what? We're doing this because we shouldn't be concerned if a Supreme Court justice is suddenly either retires or passes away. We shouldn't be concerned about – I mean, we should be concerned about who's going to be president, but it shouldn't make us quake in our boots that if this person gets in, are our freedoms, is our is our liberty at stake? Are we going to lose more and more of our liberty? Are we going to, you know, that's not the concern. The Constitution is our foundation, and right. that's the whole point uh, of the Convention of States and our our three points uh, of our application. And you know what's great about you, Joanne? You're in Florida, and you folks in Florida are still engaged. Even though you've already passed our application, you were the very first in the nation. So uh, ah. we're excited about that. If you want to go check um, on on previous podcasts I've got, I have one in, in one of the great volunteers out there in Florida, an interview I did with Stuart Collins, who's out in Florida. And you can 
Uh, you can listen to that. You can probably find Stuart on Facebook, uh, although he may be real busy. He's getting ready to graduate from college, I think. Very sharp kid mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. very involved. Uh, he can help you out in Florida, and, of course, your your district captains and your leadership out there in Florida can can help you. But but the point is our, our three subject matter points in our application are fiscal restraint, which would encompass anything that it would have to do with spending and, and taxing, budget, right. uh, and and anything dealing with income tax, or, or you know if you want to get a flat tax or even fight for a fair tax or whatever your plan is, you're going to need to amend the Constitution. Right. Uh, our third point is term limits, and term limits not just for Congress, but also for uh, the judiciary and, and the Supreme Court. And the second bullet point in our subject matter is really the big one, which is to limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. And, and that's where we're going after the, the Commerce Clause and the General Welfare Clause and uh, the abuses of the regulatory agencies. Uh, those are all encompassed in that, in that particular subject matter point. Um, I, was, I was headed towards uh, – where was I headed in my thinking on that? Oh, getting back to your point of, of the person that you you, you uh, heard speak of the Constitution that we have written and then the big binder. There's actually – Convention of States just put out a video, I don't know, the last week or two in which uh, Mike Ferris talks about this real quickly at the beginning of the video. You know, There's two constitutions, the one that's written and the one that uh-huh. they actually follow. And then it's, right. it's followed up by – I can't remember who the man's name is, but he's in, he's in a library, and he's holding up his little pamphlet constitution. But he has then on the table the big bound, and it's huge. It's 3,000-page, and he's got a nice binding book, but it's the constitution. It's, it's basically all of the precedent, which the Supreme mm-hmm. Court has laid out, and that's what they truly reference in Congress you know, to, make, right. to make laws. It's, at this point in time, this is now the law, and if – if you remember, again, the, the same-sex marriage case back last June, uh, several of the candidates who were at the time running, and we still have one who's running, uh, John Kasich, uh, they said, you know, and Lindsey Graham also said this, if the, and it was before the, the ruling came out, but they said if the Supreme Court rules that way, uh, it's the law. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to work. And Agreed. You know, we even have folks who, are, who should know better who are stating that. Anything else I can help you with this morning, Joanne? No, thank you. I just called in to participate. I, I just saw the email, and I dialed in, um, and you were there. Uh, did you have someone else join? I don't have anyone else on the line at the moment, which is not that atypical for me, but um, I, I appreciate you calling in. Are you going to be joining in on Mark Meckler's live event? In at, I guess it's going to be 11 o'clock your time. Probably so. Probably so. Okay. And, and even if you can't, go ahead and RSVP. There's an RSVP to join that because if you fill out the RSVP and then if you find that you can't because you're busy for another reason, you will get an email back from Convention of States, which will provide a link for the recording of that event. So uh, folks out there, if you don't get a chance to listen to Mike, Mark Meckler live, uh, go ahead and still RSVP and then you will be provided with the link to be able to hear that uh, and watch that uh, at okay. your convenience. Thank you. Does Mark uh, do a webinar then? Um, I, I suspect it's, yeah, it's going to be live. Or a call-in like it, this. 
I think you can probably do either way. Um, but oh. he typically does something in which you, in which it's a it's not exactly a, well it's kind of a webinar. He'll basically be okay. there speaking, and then uh, you'll have the ability to to ask questions. And I, I would suspect previously it's been either uh, you can he'll open up a phone line or you'll type something in at the webinar, and then he may open up the phone or he may just take the question that's been texted in. Right. Okay. Then that's what I've seen as a webinar. Then, um, yep. Yep. And this was the first time for for a call in. So I appreciate the opportunity to to talk with you. Every time I get to learn a little bit more, I I'm happy. I've been in uh, watching this horror evolve over the last several years, and. Um, you know, when I was younger and working, I wasn't terribly concerned about who was going to be elected president because of the other two branches of government, um, ha- you know, having control and that no one president could do so much harm. But um, within Obama's first week, I think he broke six laws or six campaign promises Um and uh, I was only happy for him for one day. And it was only because of how happy the black people in Florida were that day. They all were all walking around with their heads held high and a spring in their step. And I thought that was just, that was a wonderful uh, development for them, you know, to bring them out of the doldrums and that old slavery um wine that you know that they're still teaching in schools so but then he went and called a democrats only meeting and it was in behind closed doors and then he went on from there so um okay uh shall i hang on or you want me to let you go or no 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 you can if if you are uh this podcast is available. I don't know if you got on the computer, but you can you can listen to it online, um, if if you wish. I can I can leave you hanging on. I think you could probably still hear even even if I just uh, mute you. And if somebody else calls yeah. in, we're going to wrap up in in about seven minutes. It looks like we're going to be wrapping up, and I have a little bit of news I want to I want to cover. Um, but I appreciate the call in. And uh, let me just say to your last point, e- even though obviously a lot of folks are, are frustrated with President Obama and that administration, you know, we've got uh, – we have a, a past – past presidents ha- have also had their, their own issues in their administrations. This is not um, purely a – you know, our, our convention of states project is not aimed at, at one side or the other in the political debate. It's really aimed at, at restoring the Constitution, restoring the rule of law. We're going to talk about that in our news segment right. here in a minute. But, uh, Joanne, I, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to mute My you pleasure. for now, uh, but you should still be able to, to hear for the next few minutes. Thank you, Joanne. That's fine. Thank you. I'll hold on for the news. You're welcome. All righty, to our news. And uh, as I said, I've been out for, for four weeks, took a hiatus for several reasons. Uh, a couple times I was just very busy on the Saturday mornings. And the other things is I've just been exhausted from all that's been going on. And we're exhausted here in Texas because of our wonderful governor, Governor Greg Abbott, who back in January announced his support for calling a convention of states. He has his own plan, the Texas plan, 
which proposed nine amendments, which are all germane under our application. Uh, but in the last several weeks, things have really, really stepped up from the governor's office. On March 31st, he gave a speech at the Texas Conservative Coalition Research Institute Policy Forum. That is a mouthful. Uh, you can see a slide if you're out on the, on the website for uh, Blog Talk Radio, our website. Uh, he has a keynote speech on YouTube. Uh, a lot of it is similar to what he gave at the uh, Texas Public Policy Foundation in January, but he actually expounds on some things, and uh, it was very, very encouraging again to see that speech from Governor Abbott. And then uh, just a few days later, Monday, April 4th, you know, we have been asking Governor Abbott's office to give us uh, a little bit of, of help going into the Texas GOP convention and, and maybe give us a, a sheet we can reference. We had no idea this was going to come out. Uh, he announced his autobiography, a book, uh, and it's called Broken But Unbowed, The Fight to Fix a Broken America. And for you folks who aren't aware of Governor Abbott's life story, a uh, very vigorous young man. Uh, would go out running, jogging, and one day out jogging, uh, I think he was in his 20s, a tree fell, hit him, and paralyzed him. And that's where that uh, title broken but unbowed, and he parallels in this book, from what I understand, because it's not released yet, but the way it's been promoted, uh, his own story of being broken but still being able to rise up, and, and he's given the analogy to America, which is broken, but we can rise up using – Article 5, using the Convention of States application and uh, his ideas in the Texas plan, which would be amendments which could be discussed. Uh, whether all of those would get through unscathed it would remain to be seen, but those would be discussed at a convention, and many others would be discussed at a convention. But that is the, the uh, mechanism we have to fix a broken America. Okay, we only have another uh, minute or so, and if uh, nobody gets on, I can always uh, play us out with uh, Madison Rising, one of our uh, porters out there, the group Madison Rising. Uh, and I see no one else on the line. There's just a lot going on around the nation right now with Convention of States. I'm not quite sure what Mark is going to be speaking to this morning at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time on the uh, Mark Meckler live for the Convention of States project, but I know he is going to be taking questions. Uh, there's just been so much activity around that I suspect he wants to, again, give us some encouragement of what's happening and also a call to, to action around the nation. We, we still have difficulties in uh, some of these states where there's some, some blocking going on uh, when we have the votes. So we're going to find out in just uh, another hour. Like I said, it's brunch with the Convention of States this Saturday and, and maybe this next hour. I'm probably going to go ahead and eat, and uh, till then, uh, no one else on the line, I'm going to go ahead and play us out with Madison Rising. And thank you once again for listening to that Provident article. We appreciate your listening. My name is Paul Hudson. I'm the co-director here in Texas, the Convention of States Project. We want to thank Madison Rising for all the music that they provide here, our intro and outro. Go out to their website, www.madisonrising.com. We invite you also to go out to our Convention of States website, www.conventionofstates.com. We want to thank the Convention of States Project, Mark Meckler, founder and president, Citizens for Self-Governance, Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project, and a big, big thank you to our entire Texas Convention of States team. And we invite you to join us again next week for another episode of That Provident Article. <laughs>